And again, just to <clears throat> mention a few things which may be obvious but may need reminding. <clears throat> Two factors <clears throat> play a part in the way the mind operates. <clears throat> is one is attention, and the other is intention. Attention means the ability to sustain a, a span or focus. So when we're, you know, there's a lot going on, often attention to jumps around from this to that. Or when you're feeling really sick or confused, your attention gets very weak. So it's definitely kind of an energy there. It can jump around, it can get loose, it can get weak, it can be quite expansive. Wide span of attention, or quite quite refined pinpointing attention. Yeah. Attention is a conditioned factor, so it's conditioned by what we're interested in, what we can cover, also by conditioned by what we don't want to know about, or what we have unconsciously not been aware of, or excluded. So some of these factors also determine attention. So in meditation it's not really so important whether your attention is microscopic or oceanic, but at least it isn't bounded by <coughs> fear or greed or aversion or reflexes or compulsiveness. You know, so it's quite clear you can widen, you can narrow, you can broaden, you can pinpoint. There's no particular obstacles there. Mm-hmm. Very often the case that people live with a quite a limited attention span, you know, because uh, that's the way it's grown in a way. We just kind of focus on what's right in front of our noses or what we've got to do what we think, what we feel we ought to be doing. So it's, it's determined by that. Or it got used to noticing. You know, so you might, you know, just walking from your room to the hall, there's probably a few things you notice and lots of things you don't notice. You know. it's kind of, so it's n- interesting to know what you don't notice, isn't it? What other people notice. Because that's often a source of confusion. Things that are glaringly obvious to one person are completely not on the screen for somebody else. Conditioned. So in meditation you exercise attention just to check out whether you know there are any obstacles there. Mostly there is a certain amount of habit there, what we attend to in terms of our even our breathing or our body. Breathing is not something that habitually one gives attention to it. just happens by itself so why bother or the whole body mostly we're kind of up in our arms and faces and shoulders so you don't really know much about your calves or your knees or your feet mm-hmm. or your back and uh, the problem with that is that that your awareness will only go where your attention focuses. So your awareness is sort of receptive 
quality. It's also a very important quality because uh, where we're where we're aware, there's sensitivity, there's life, there's responsiveness. As an energy moves along with awareness, so if we're, we're fully aware of something, a certain aware, energy passes through that. If we're not aware of it, nothing happens there. Which brings on to the next point, which is intention, which is more not so much a deliberate decision, but the general kind of aim or we might say heart energy involved, whether we're our heart energy, our intention is um, gentle or forceful or compassionate or you know irritated, whether it's about getting places or whether it's about being where we are, you know mm, whether as well intention is receptive, empathic, or what it is. Again, intention is a conditioned thing, and it can be restricted by, oh, you know, stubbornness, or fear, defensiveness, or irritation, worry, taking, you know, just being, taking, being involved with everything, more than one can really process. So there are all kinds of factors that condition and limit and motivate intention. Mm. You know. To say it's conditioned doesn't mean it's wrong, it's just the fact that it's conditioned. So your intention might be very good, noble, kindly, generous, so forth. That's, that's conditioned by those skillful factors. So when you know that, it's important to recognize what particular you know, general intention is there. You know, mostly when we meditate, there's a good determination, resolve, aim towards clarity, you know, towards release, towards ending suffering. Um, but sometimes the, the fine points get missed when we start to meditate uh, and difficult things arise or we feel dull, we feel, you know, there may be a kind of impatience or irritability or doubt comes in, the intention goes kind of wavering and flustered and a bit confused. The heart, you might say. So, and so intention also has an energy to it, it can be flustered or bright, receptive or or more directive. Heart energy. So, and that goes along with awareness. So, what we're aware of, we can suffuse with the quality of whatever intention there is. So, as you might say, we might say we listened with a friendly ear, or we looked at something with a suspicious eye. The eye is not suspicious. Intention is the mind state, the heart state is suspicious, or it's friendly, or it's receptive, or compassionate, or whatever. You know? So that you know, when you look at that, recognize that there's a quality of ethical and compassionate 
sense that goes along with intention. It's the way we regard anything. Mm-hmm. And sometimes this gets missed because when we talk about when we focus on attention, it seems a kind of neutral thing. Like just well, just look at that. There it is. It's just a neutral agent. But um, it isn't neutral. Yeah, attention may be neutral, but intention isn't. And the mind has both of them operating. So we can neglect the quality of intention. So we're not really with it. Or the intention is, is lost or confused or subdued. You know, you just kind of want to get it, want to get somewhere, want to not feel things, want to get on with it, want to make it right, get it really clear and sharp. That's an intention. And sometimes what we need to, to, to really learn quite deeply in ourselves over time is the aim to get it right and clear, although good enough aim, and it doesn't happen just through being attentive. You know, it's not like, it's like a machine. We're not operating a machine here. There has to be the quality that supports getting it right, which is often patience, lightness of touch, spaciousness, ability to empathize, to be, you know, to, to have that quality of being responsive to what's going on. For example, I was sweeping my back yard today, so there's a lot of little little tiny pebbles and pebbles and with these leaves all over. I was just trying to sweep the leaves. So I recognize if I sweep too hard, what happens is all the pebbles get swept up. If I sweep more lightly, it just picks up the leaves. What I want to do is not clear the pebbles, but clear the leaves. So if I, you know, the quality of how I sweep affects results, doesn't it? So when I think about sweeping, I'll probably get the idea of really, you know, brush all that, st- all that dirt away and go to it. But then, it, so if I do that, then what happens is I lose all the, the, uh, the pebbles that are set there. So sometimes a lighter, more patient touch, because when I do it more lightly, it's slower. Whereas actually it's getting the better result. Sometimes a light touch, a light repeated touch is more in tune with what needs to be done in terms of one's mind. When it's, you know, so if it's kind of, uh, uh, you might say if it's kind of heavily saturated with, with greed or lust, then you perhaps need to be a bit more firm. When it's depressed or averse or negative or bored or indifferent or irritable, Often what's needed is just a light, gentle touch. A lot of a lot of us come into this life with aversion mentality. You know, not hatred, but just the feeling of I don't want to be, I don't want to be, I don't want to be job, family, I want to get out, I want to get out. There's a kind of aversive feeling to it. I want to get out of my suffering rather than I want to really you know, rejoice in the way of the spirit. I don't know how it is for you. Mine is mostly aversion. I want to get out. 
and all this stuff. So it actually takes quite a lot to to be willing and open and welcoming, you know, toward in in a very intimate way you know, towards myself and life in general. So let me just kind of work on that. You know, is the meditation about getting rid of things, or is it about fostering and developing things? In a way, it's both. But when you focus mostly on uh, getting rid of problems rather than fostering and generating the good, it sets up a kind of bias in the mind, doesn't it? What fosters, what nourishes the good? warms the heart so the right kind of attention now when you when that attention right kind of intention so when the intention is uh, more balanced then whatever we bring into awareness is affected by that So attention limits the span of awareness. Intention defines the quality of it, the effective quality of it. So if we're just attentive to you know, certain uh, one part of the body, other parts of the body don't get the effect of calm or relaxation or whatever, you know. Similarly, if we only attend to certain parts of the mind, we don't. Then some of the more difficult parts don't get proper attention. So that sense of, you know, moderating, and uh, because the mind is is where so much of the difficult stuff, really difficult stuff, is generally, we practice those two faculties, those two factors, on the bodily sense, widening the span of the body, widening your awareness of it, getting a sense of general warmth or responsiveness or sensitivity to the whole body, breathing in, breathing out. So, you know, the fundamental energy in the body, not the application energy, but the life force energy, is governed by breathing so if we give that some attention and the right kind of intention then that life force can spread over the whole body with um, benevolent effect calming harmonizing brightening so on that's kind of why you know it's such a central theme in meditation, all the different schools and systems always come to breathing somewhere in there. Because it's that somatic or bodily energy that is affected by the mind. Mental intention, mental attention affects that, widens it, spreads it, makes it soft, makes it sharp. And within that, you can begin to ease up some of the restrictiveness or the tension or the dullness or the erratic quality 
of these bodily reflexes. You might, if you don't understand what I mean, with nervous energy, you might say, when you're jumpy, irritable, slightly feeling a bit tense or tight, or spaced out. That's what I mean. Kind of spinning or shut down. Or so the idea is that breathing, you know, with right intention, can heal and balance that. Intention, attention, awareness, and energy. So all awareness, um, the chitta, is supported by by energy. So when you bring your awareness onto something, the fact that you can bring it means it, it's you know it's affected by energy. You can direct it. That takes energy. When your mind is spinning, there's energy there. When it feels heavy, there's an energy factor, loss of it. Feels dull. So, you know. So with the with right intention, kind of fee- feeling into the body energy with a steady, calming. Compassionate sense, mm-hmm. and then the recommendation in the teachings on mindfulness of breathing is to first of all get the sense of the length of the breath, breath, so we're not unconsciously restricting it. You might say, when you sit, how tall are you? How tall do you feel? And you explore that sense not trying to make yourself any taller, just noticing the ability to have attention that measures things in that way. How tall. That will in fact um, cause attention to 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 to, to lengthen. Hmm? If you also ask how wide is it? How wide is my body? That will help your attention to widen. So then you widen the attention span and then you're breathing and find its full length. It's not unconsciously restricted. Within that, you may very well feel certain limitations or flurries or restrictions, particularly around the midriff, the abdomen region, or sometimes in the throat. So when you feel that sense of tightness or limitation or something difficult, that's the place where you keep widening your awareness there, your attention there, and bringing the right kind of intention. So no pressure. You know, don't have to solve anything, just to be with this. And uh, certainly in my own experience, these things don't suddenly transform overnight. But over time, with that correct kind of gentle steadiness, there is a a steady release from some of these um, afflictions. And some of you don't really know what they're about at all, really, but they feel perhaps nervous or defensive, quite normal. 
a lot of the problems that occur in meditation can be resolved through attention, intention, through the right kind of energy, through bringing awareness onto it, the right, with the right intent. Many of them will appear as uh, more like mental issues, you know, or topics that are going on in our lives. Uh, and that, that's, that's true also. But in meditation, at least, what you're trying to do, whatever you do on other levels, in other domains of your life, and in meditation you're trying to actually, you know, look at those difficulties much more in terms of the root in the mind right now. Obviously they're conditioned, they're dependently arisen, something happens, it affects me in a certain way. When I'm meditating, I can't really change the external, but I can start to look at the root of irritability or worry or sadness or craving or whatever it is. Yeah? It's to look into that, that sense. And then, well, this is nothing new, surely. And then feeling, so then putting aside the topic and going more to the, the emotional or psychological feel of that. You're feeling it in the body, widening attention, bringing awareness onto that, breathing through it, breathing into it, letting a good quality pass through those places. So it's you empty the mind into the body and you empty the body into the breathing and you empty the breathing into the space. <laughs>